Welcome to Hustle & Pro, talking sports from youth to pro. We're here at Visual Learning Solutions in Frisco, Texas. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. Today, we're meeting uh, one of Frisco's student athletes, making a name for themselves in the water, in fact. So we're gonna hear from one of our sponsors, and then when we come back, we're gonna meet our guest for today's episode of Hustle & Pro. This episode is sponsored by Tumbleweed Textiles. Tumbleweed Textiles t-shirts, hats, tanks, sweatshirts, collared shirts, plus houseware items, and so much more are authentically Texan. Their unique designs are hand-drawn and inspired by Texas music, history, food, and fun. Find the latest from Tumbleweed Textiles online at shoptwt.com, or better yet, visit the Tumbleweed Textiles flagship store in the heart of the Rail District on Main Street in Frisco, Texas. And now, back to the show. We have a Hustle & Pro first happening today. We welcome Olivia Nelson, our very first diver, to the show. Welcome, and thanks for coming into the studio with us, Olivia. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you and meet you. So first off, you're a senior at Centennial High School here yes. in Frisco, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to know, I mentioned you're a diver, but I want to know your background in sports. Like, when you were little, what, what all did you do, and, and, and when did diving come into the picture? So I was a gymnast, like most divers are, before they transition uh, for five and a half years. Um, it was kind of hard because I'm so tall for me, um, and it just wasn't really my sport. And since diving transitions really well to from gymnastics, um, and I love the water, so it was just like a really good transition. I also did soccer for a little bit growing up and ballet, but didn't really stick with me at all. Don't you think ballet might come into play sometimes? I mean, you're naturally like pointing your toes and stuff. Does that ever, do you ever yeah. think about any of your ballet? I was so young when I did ballet, yeah. so it wasn't really anything that stuck well enough. Um, but it just wasn't my thing. But the gymnastics. So yeah, the gym I didn't know if you had the gymnastics background. That's what I was curious about because obviously the higher you, the level, level you get into diving, you're doing flips mm -hmm. and twists. Yes. And did you do you get to rely back on those gymnastics fundamentals or were you were you getting to that point in gymnastics where you know what i mean like were you ever old enough competing in gymnastics where you were like twisting in things i didn't go super high in gymnastics um i was i tried to do trampoline but the gym i was at didn't have like a trampoline team i could compete with um and my mom tried to find like trampoline places that i could go and like there just wasn't really one she found and someone mentioned diving to her and she's like, oh, that'd be a great idea. And so she reached out to a club team and had me try out. That's interesting because trampolining is like this newer thing. When I yeah. was young growing up as a gymnast, also that was my first sport. Um, we had, I mean, of course we had trampolines at yeah. the gym and that was like everybody's it's most fun thing and you have them at your house, but it wasn't like a thing where people were going and, and learning skills to compete in them. But now... Obviously, then it's like on your radar, mm -hmm. but not enough because you must have seen people doing it, but not enough to where like you can just locally find it. Yeah. Yet somebody then suggests diving. Is that so it wasn't your idea? Somebody kind of came to you with the idea of it? Uh, yeah. So there, my mom, she worked at the school I went to and there was a student there who was a diver and she gave my mom the, the coach's information and said, you know, this is my club team. She would be good on the team. She should try out. So so what age around are we talking about then when you do go try out for that? I started when I was eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. That's still pretty little. Are you like doing beginner diving things? I mean, like 
basic stuff or how, like what what are eight-year-olds doing and then they're diving i mean you always start with like the basic things like learning jumps and like basic dives so it it took a while to like get to the bigger dives um but yeah. i would imagine like the first time you're doing i mean everybody does like front flips off the diving board if you're a gymnast i mean you probably had done a million just basic front flips and back flips off a diving board already mm-hmm. right just yeah. for fun so you're probably a step ahead yeah of other divers or are all the divers that you dive with also have gymnastics background most do okay. it's very common for gymnasts to go to diving i so would think yeah it's yeah because otherwise you're having to kind of go back and learn those those fundamentals yeah there are a few that do come in with like no background and it does take them a little bit longer to learn things but it's very common for gymnasts to go to diving so when you're growing up and now, what are some of the people that, who are some of the people that you look up to when we're talking about like athletes that are sort of your role models, whether they're in your sport or just in general? Um, so like a famous athlete that I would look up to, um, Nastia Lukin. Yes. She's an amazing gymnast. And one thing that I do love about her is um, when she was younger, she would always, you know, come home from practice having a bad day and she would tell her dad that she wanted to quit, but her dad wouldn't let her quit until she had a bad or a good day. Um, And that's something that my mom tells me all the time. Like, you know, she would be in full support of me quitting, but I have to wait a while because you could regret it in the end and you wouldn't know, like, unless you've had a good week or a good day or something. So that, so like, kind of that whole end on a good note kind of thing. So they're kind of, the parents are doing this to where I'm guessing you have a bad day. You want to quit, right? Mm-hmm. That, everybody has that. Yeah. You're going to have that your whole life, but then you have a good day. If you're having a good day or two good days and you still want to quit, maybe that's legit. And yeah. like you really are kind of done, but if you're having good days and you realize you do still love the sport, then they're right. You shouldn't yeah. have, you know, bailed, I guess. So I didn't know that that her dad kind of talked to her about that. He is also a famous gym, um, Olympic gymnast. Yeah. Also, yes, she's a good one to look up to. And another one is um, there's a college diver at SMU, which is where I practice with my club team. Um, He coaches one of the lower lessons, lower levels of my club team. And, you know, anytime I walk into practice, he always, like, encourages me and gives me a fist bump. He's like, ready to be great today. And he just, like, when he sees me struggling, he, like, encourages me to keep going. And he's an amazing diver, and I really look up to him. Did you say his name? Uh, Parker Hardigree. Awesome. And so he's just older and happened to be in the place where you train and just, like, is supportive and encouraging to you. Yeah, he's really encouraging. That's awesome. That kind of shows you how much... Just encouragement from somebody outside of your inner circle, you know, your family or whatever, mm-hmm. really does play a big part as yeah. an athlete. Just someone else sort of validating that you can do this. You can have a good yeah. day, a good training session or whatever. Okay, so I want to know, um, as far as diving goes and your seasons go, how you set goals. Like, how do you work to get better? Are you setting a goal for each training session? Are you setting a goal to learn a new skill because you want to compete it? setting a goal for a season how do you look at your your competition so when i have like a single competition that i'm working for i normally don't try to like get first place like that's not normally my goal because sometimes that's an unrealistic goal and like if you always go for an unrealistic goal you're just gonna like get disappointed all the time um so i normally just try and do the best i can do and that's what's worked for me for 
these nine years that I've been doing it. Um, and then like for each season, I try and go as far as I can. Cause like for club season and high school season, really it cuts off no matter like how far you go. Um, like you have regional zones and nationals or you'll have uh, districts, regionals and state. Okay. Um, so I just try and go the farthest I can. Really? Is it, this will show my ignorance in your sport. Is it, is that part, as far as you go, is that individual based? Yes, okay. it's individual. So it, it's, I just didn't know if you were relying on a whole team, no. you know, scores or whatever to yeah. advance you. So then tell me, um, what did, what did it look like this year or this season? Cause we're, we're recording this in December, but I feel like you just finished up a certain level. Yeah. No. no. Um, so club season kind of just started and okay. it'll be done in like summer. And then high school season is September to February. And we haven't started like our higher level meets yet. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay. I thought you just had a major achievement. Um, I mean, we had TISCA, which is kind of a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, but districts, regional state is like the biggest mm -hmm. and districts is January 20th. Okay. So. okay. So that's coming up and you're working towards that. Yes. Right now. So do you have specific hopes for those? Well, I'm hoping to make it to regionals. <laughs> so advancing um, out of districts. Yes. Okay. And then hopefully on to state after that, which is the highest level for that. Okay, great. Well, we'll we will keep up and report back and share what's going on with you. Um, when we talk about being a student athlete, I'm always curious, like what your schedules look like and because it can be really grueling for some sports. And I know that a lot of water sports, you're you're like early in the morning training and that kind of thing. And you mentioned even being at SMU. So how much are you training every day? So for divers, we don't train in the morning. That's oh, more okay. for swimmers. Um, we're after school, like fourth period. Um, so we train an hour and a half after school every day, like Monday through Friday. And then I have club practice uh, four days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and I trained down at SMU. So it's it's a long drive down there and you know there's a lot of traffic during that time and it's a lot of training sometimes it's really hard on my body and it's i get home late it's hard to keep up with homework and stuff and you know have a social life out of it right so, that's a lot of time i mean that is yeah, probably all you have time for it's a lot of sacrifices yes. and your family i'm sure too yes then they're missing you when you're down there you're driving yourself to these things I yes, guess now I but um but it's still, I'm sure everybody notices that you're always busy. Yes. So what do you feel like now that you're a senior and you've you've been in this like schedule the last several mm -hmm. years, what do you feel like is the the hardest part of being a student athlete at this high level? Um, I would say probably how busy I am with my schedule um, and still having to make time for the other people in your life. That's, it's definitely hard to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And your friend group, is it mostly diver friends? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because you're with them all the time, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's pretty common. Yeah. So then um, when we talk about like the highs and lows, what do you feel like is your proudest, either proudest moment or proudest achievement, whether it's diving or not, but what do you feel like, you know, is your proudest moment right now? Um, I would say making it to state last year. Um, I didn't make it freshman or sophomore year because there was more competition. Um, but that was definitely a big achievement and a goal that I had that I achieved. Yeah. Um, and also for the club season part of it, I made it to zones, which is like the second level. And in my age group and in 
our region, it's very competitive. Like we have some, we had an Olympian in our age group really. And so it's really hard, um, the region we're in. It's very competitive. Yeah, so. I didn't know that. So when you, it's like when you know you're going to face an Olympic, do you know this? Like everybody knows who these people are. Girls. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the girls and guys is all separate, but you're talking about a girl that you're competing against. Yeah. So does that get in your head a bit before that? Or do you, are you good at being like, no, that's a better challenge for me. I'm going to. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like how I said, you know, I can't have my goal to be first because it's unrealistic. If there's Olympians who you're competing against, you're probably not going to get first. Right. So you could, but yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that is tough to put first as your goal all the time when it might not be in your control necessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, are there, is it like gymnastics where there's point possible number of like score, right? The highest score based on the difficulty of the dive you're doing and so like is there just going to be some people like the Simone Biles of the world who no matter what like no one else can even beat them if they complete that skill right yeah is that how diving works too um so you compete like a certain number of dives high school it's either six or eleven and then club it depends on your age group how many dives you compete um everyone competes the same amount of dives every person's dive has like a degree of difficulty that um, when you get your total score from the judges, it multiplies by the degree of difficulty. So like the higher degree of difficulty, um, it'll like raise your score, you know, and then just all of them get totaled up in the end. And that's your first place, second place, you know. I like that, that it's not all just like one moment or yeah. two moments. You do have chances to Yes, multiple dives. Average it out, right? Yeah. Like, redeem yourself if you have a bad dive. Yeah. And I want to talk about that. I want to hear more about that from a minute. But really quick, we are going to take time for a break to hear from our sponsors. We'll come back and we'll continue talking to Centennial High School's Olivia Nelson. For one-on-one tutoring for every student, all ages, and all subjects, call Tutor Doctor. They even make house calls. They provide in-home or online learning for all types and all goals. And don't forget Tutor Doctor for SAT and ACT test prep. So call for your free consultation today, 972-703-9344, or go to tutordoctor.com slash Frisco. Tutor Doctor, how learning hits home. All right, we're back talking to Olivia Nelson. So we were talking about some of the kind of highs and um, proud moments, but I also want to talk about the flip side of that because they're not all good moments, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure that you have dives that you're not proud of or moments that you're not proud of in the water. And so how do you, how do you face those? Or, you know, do you have any of those that come to mind that you use as like fuel to go forward? So I've had two pretty bad like falls and then like injuries. Um, One of them was over the summer last year. I hurt my hand really bad doing the higher platform diving. Um, And I had to be out for a lot of the summer training and that was my that's kind of my time where I'm like, OK, I need to get better. Like this is my time where there's not a whole bunch of competitions going on. Um, and having that injury, it was really hard on me to like not be able to be in the water. Um, Let me ask then, you about it. Was that something you said higher platform diving? You, hit, you hurt your hand. Did you hit your hand? I hit it on my head. OK. Every time I would go in the water, my arm would collapse and it would jam into my head and it was super swollen. It was bruised. It, it was just a repetitive injury. 
it oh. only took time to heal. Yeah. I never think about that. I was assuming you meant like there was a moment when you like hit your hand on, I'm thinking the platform, you said platform and it like, you know, cracked something. Yeah, no. So it was the in- entering in the water over and over the same way. It was hitting your head. Yeah. Not, it's not a very common injury, yeah. but, um, and then another one, uh, sophomore year, I was at districts for high school and I was trying to break the school record and my second to last dive, my foot slipped off the board mm. and I wasn't like, I had a really bad injury from that. I had to take a week off. I didn't break the record. Um, but I did, I still had to compete the, I had to finish the meet that I was in because if you fail more than two dives, you're disqualified. For the whole meet. Yeah. So I had to, you know, clean up everything and then get back up and do my last dive. And and then I had to take a week off and then I had one week left to train for regionals. So that was hard on me. Yeah. That sounds rough. Is that something where you're just, you're not centered correctly and you literally slip? I mean, I'm sure it's slippery too, but you're, um, is this a springboard? Yeah. I'm like, I feel like picturing it, it would be a springboard and you just like, your footing is off. Yeah, I was slip. a little off to the side, and I when I landed back on the board, my foot just went straight off the side. And yeah, so I bet that's like embarrassing a little bit, right? And yeah. probably hurts a little bit. It definitely hurt. But you could walk away from that meet knowing that you got back up and mm-hmm. finished. That's yeah. like that's huge, so that you're not ending on a bad note. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I want to know about the training. When we talked about all those hours, I'm curious though when you go train. Is this very individual, like golf, for example? Golfers are going out kind of on their own and training and learning and then maybe once a week checking in and learning how to get better with the coach. Are you doing all of these training sessions with a team of people and coaches always helping you and correcting you? Or is this a very individually driven sport? So the group that I practice with, it's pretty small. It's like six to eight of us. so it's it's a team thing, but since there's not a whole bunch of us, um, my coach is kind of able to individualize on us since he's only focusing on a fewer amount of people. So, but is it as far as like discipline goes? You're I'm guessing it is up to you to be very disciplined with like, you know, corrections and and I mean you. You have to rely on your, I would assume you're relying on yourself as far as like the discipline part of it and the nutrition off and on, you know, all those things. Is that, do yeah. you have to be a strong disciplined person? It's definitely like if you get to practice, you have to decide if what you're going to be doing that day. Like, are you going to be trying to get better or are you just here to have fun? Or like you, that's something you have to decide on your own because the coach, like he's not really going to care. Right. You know, like it, He's it's, just there to coach you and make you better. So, but the rest is up to you, yeah. right, what you bring to it. Um, do you notice a big difference with your, your club and, um, I was going to say high school diving, but you don't dive specifically for each high school. Is that how it's set up? You have like, is it like a district divers or, um, you so, tell me how this works. so all the divers are on their own high school team, okay. but there's only one coach. So we all practice together. Okay. Um, yeah. So you are diving for Centennial High School. Yes. Um, it's just you're also kind of with all the other, other schools. schools also. Yes. That's different than uh, than traditional yes. on campus sports. So then um, that is probably a challenge then like socially when you're so into this sport and you have all the time outside of school is in this sport. But then you're not you don't have a 
peer group at your school necessarily that's all in that sport with you, mm-hmm. a small number of people. Yeah. Is, the, is the social adjustment part of it difficult? Yeah, there's, see, there's only like, uh, there's three divers from Centennial right now. And like, I get along with like all of the other school divers. Um, and like, I don't see them all the time. I only see them the hour and a half we have practice after school. So, yeah. And then you had a transition, right? From private school when you were little, all the way up to eighth grade, you were private school. And then you go to public high school here in Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Pretty big high school. Yes. Centennial. I mean, there's a couple thousand kids at Centennial, right? So yeah. I went through that same exact thing. Private up through eighth, transitioned to a big public high school. Now, mine was just a ninth grade only, but there were about a thousand of us in ninth grade. So I feel like we probably have the same experience there. Was that a huge you know, flip for you and one of the difficult transitions? It definitely was difficult. Um, It was a very hard choice, um, but I'm very glad with what I chose. I think it's definitely helped me out socially, like being able to make friends. Um, I wanted to do high school diving. That was a big part of it. Um, But it was it was hard saying bye to that school and that part of my life. And then making a whole new group of peers and friends and classmates, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. where you were and where you went to, it's a, it's a completely different world. I mean, you weren't far geographically, but you had to start over in a town like Frisco, where a lot of these kids had they already gone to school together, like yes. their whole lives. Yeah. yeah. So was, um, tell me about, tell me about that part of like jumping into this new life. Yeah, it was hard not knowing anyone because like everyone went to uh, middle school and elementary together and I'm just starting out new, not knowing anyone and, right. you know, everyone already has their groups and their friends. So I just kind of had to sneak in somewhere and make friends with random people. And so it's hard. Yeah, it was really hard. Yeah, but it's good for you. Yeah. And it'll serve you well as you go on too, because that is how the rest of your life will be. You'll be put in situations when it's not all of your comfort zone people. Yeah. And so now you can, you know, you can use use that skill and, and um, meet new people and network. So then let's talk about the next step. So you're a senior right now. Mm-hmm. We're about halfway done. Well, you are halfway done with your senior year. Yes. Um, I want to hear a little bit about that. Like, what are some of the things you're looking forward to the rest? Cause this is it. Like you're about yeah. to be in the sweet spot of the last part of your senior year of high school. It's like the best time of life. Uh, what are you looking forward to? And then um, I also want to talk about what's next for you. So the thing I'm looking forward to right now is the end of my high school season, you know, districts, regional state. Um, state is such like a fun experience. I went freshman and sophomore year, even though I didn't make it. Like I went with one of my best friends um, just to kind of like see what it was like since I would be hopefully going like in the later years. Um, but it's just such a fun meet, like seeing all the divers, you know, from other teams that you're friends with. Um, where does that happen? Um, so normally it's at UT, but last year since COVID, they didn't want to host it. So it was in San Antonio. Um, but so I haven't been able to dive at the UT pool yet, but I'm hoping this year I will. That's one thing I'm working towards. Hopefully I will get to state. But either way, it's a road trip and it's fun. Like that's yeah. probably just a huge fun experience. Yeah, it's really fun. So what else are you looking forward to then besides state? Any school stuff like proms and things like that? Yeah, I would say prom, <laughs> senior prom is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And graduation. Yes, graduation. Yeah. 
that's exciting stuff. Yes. And then, so what is your college plan and what does that look like right now? So over the summer last year, I was at a meet in Florida and my coach came up to me right before I was about to start competing and told me that a college coach was looking at me and said that they wanted me and it made me super happy and excited. And I was like, wow, like this is so cool. Like I'm getting recognized. And so he told me like what school it was and I started talking to them and I went on like a tour over the summer after I had a meet in Georgia and it's a beautiful campus. I love it. And I, uh, you know, had calls with the coach and she invited me on an official visit and I've committed to the school and I'm going to the University of West Florida. So awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah. So that was your junior year that that came out. Sounds like out of the blue. I mean, there are a lot of athletes and families who are like pushing, 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 and actually more like pulling that information in um, to talk to colleges and get them to notice you. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't sound like your case where you guys, you were just doing your thing. Yeah. I mean, I knew that I wanted to go to college for diving and I knew that I needed to talk to colleges, but I was kind of just like, oh, well, I have time. I don't really need to worry about it. And then like things started happening. I was like, oh, I guess I'm running out of time. And, you know, they showed up and that's where I'm meant to be. So that's so exciting. Does that take a little bit of senior year competition season pressure off of you, knowing that now you're just diving and you're not trying to be recruited? Yeah, it's definitely took a lot of pressure off knowing where I'm going to be and having it be official, not having to worry about trying to find another school for me to dive at. Yeah. I can imagine. Now you just get to do your thing and have fun and um, look forward to being in Florida. So what what does that look like? Like as an athlete, um, when do you head down there? I think it's like normal time for when most students okay. head down there. Um, I'll have like my orientation over the summer. Uh, me and my sister are probably going to take like a little road trip down there, spend a few extra vacation days. Yeah. It's right by the beach. It's a beautiful campus. Nice. You have an older sister. Yes. Was she a diver or? She's a ballroom dancer. Oh. Wow. Yeah. She did ballet a lot growing up. And then she did ballet and ballroom at the same time and then went out of ballet. I love these unique sports you guys yeah. are doing. That's awesome. Yes. She still do it. So she's a sophomore in college. Yes. And so does she still? Yeah, she that? still does it. How fun. Yep. That's so cool. Do you know how to do that? No. Not at all? <laughs> I cannot dance to save my life. <laughs> Can she dive at all? No. Okay. So you cannot. guys have your own thing. Yes. That's awesome. Very That's different. That's great. I love that. Well, we will be rooting for you for this season coming up. Gosh, already now, basically, where you'll start qualifying and getting to the road to state. And so we'll be rooting for you and pulling for you and have a great rest of your senior year and enjoy your college student-athlete experience. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to come in here today. I Thank know you. that we're actually recording on your school break. So you yeah. came in when you didn't have to and uh, sat down and talked to us. So we appreciate getting to meet you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Hustle & Pro. I hope that you find us on your favorite podcast platforms or you're watching the show on YouTube. However you do find us, be sure to subscribe. That way you don't miss out on the next episode of Hustle & Pro. And please like us, comment, and share with your friends. It's easy and we love seeing your feedback. See you next time.